Can I ask you a question real fast? Yeah, what's up? When we count down, are you in your headphones? Are you counting down with me or are you counting down one beat after me? Counting down with you, or I'm trying to. Oh, great. Okay. That's the way I've assumed that we it, that's it sounds great. And I'm okay. up. Yeah, Perfect. sure. Okay, great. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a fun intro. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, welcome everybody to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Here we are counting down the GD Guys discography all the way up to the new record, Father of All Whoopsies, coming out this February. We're chugging through. How you doing, uh, sweet Colin Brady, host of I, the uh, Redundant, Totally Original Green Day podcast? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing wonderful, you know? Uh, I, I wish I had some interesting stories, as I always do. Are you going to introduce? Are you going to introduce me? Yeah, I mean, do I matter. My my, uh, have I gained so much weight that you don't even see me anymore. I mean, you Colin? you are you are a bit of a fat ass, but um, am I not? Am I not pretty? Do I not satisfy you, <laughs> you bastard? I'm sorry. I've had your I'm brother. Sorry. And I should have. I'm He's sorry, rich. Chris. I didn't want it to come out this way, my sweetheart. Look, all right, just introduce me and just tell say that I'm a Green Day fan. It's no big deal. Our our co-host here uh, is Christopher Brady Denton here, and uh, if I'm if I'm correct in in this assumption, I believe he's a he's a bit of a Green Day fan. Is that is that right, Chris? Uh, guilty, guilty as charged with the Green Day fandom. Cool, cool, cool. You got me. I'll admit to that. Back at you, right? Guilty, Green Day fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lock me up. How hey, can you not be? If it's wrong, I don't want to be right. Exactly. That's all I got to say. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Colin. I. I mean, it sounds like you. You're. More of the same, really. We're just trying to get through this pupper. Uh, yeah. How are things in Seattle? You know, things are uh, things are pretty pretty easy going this week. Um, not much to say. I know. I know. I usually have a treasure trove of uh, interesting stories and, and factoids for y'all, but I think uh, yeah, this week's been pretty low key. So yeah, how about you, Chris? Have you had any? Uh, wow, that wild, was really exciting. Wild I love adventures. The, the bo- there was a boring story mocking the other boring stories, which was essentially saying I don't it's, have a boring. story. It's meta boring. As they say, yeah, that was like Inception. Yeah. That yeah. was like three levels removed of uh, boring. But I think if you go far enough down the boring rabbit hole, it gets it inter- actually it gets interesting. interesting. Yeah, because it's so. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Because I did, I didn't interrupt. It did hold my attention. There we of, go. You know, there we the architecture go. of it. Wow, Anyways. impressive. So yeah, Chris, uh, how are things uh, for you down in uh, Los Angeles? Yeah, and everything's are fine, man. It's funny. I like. I messed up my back, which oh. is such an old man feeling. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I was lifting some furniture, and I just, I, like the idiot thing where I should ask for help, but I don't, because I'm like, no, I got it. <laughs> hey, don't you worry. I got it. It's, it's the I man's way. It. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, it's the man's way. I hate to generalize like that, but it's true. Yeah. I do, I've done this with, with, with TVs and furniture and like things that are heavy things. You should, it's no shame in asking for help, but mm-hmm. I, I, did, I lifted this table by myself, and I, Got it there, fine. But mm-hmm. then when I woke up in the morning, I was just like, "What the fuck is that? Oh my god!" My <laughs> back was spasming, and I like could barely walk. Oh no! And I, I'm like still recovering, but it's just like I always kind of joke that we are like, "Oh, we're the younger Green Day fans. We're the American Idiot Era fans." Right, you know? right. But yeah. the, I gotta say, the American Idiot Era fans are getting like back injuries now. Oh my god! You know, I mean, like, there's a new era of younger Green Day fans because. You know, we're getting up there. I guess with these back spasms. Yeah, 
I mean, do you really think there's new Green Day fans, though, who are listening to the recent stuff? I kind of think it's just a, a holdover from their, their earlier eras. Well, it also might be like younger siblings of people who were into, you know, like it yeah, gets passed yeah, down. Yeah, true. Hand-me-down band. But, you know, I think if you they're a big band, they release anything, there does have to be at least a few new fans with each thing who just didn't true. know them when the stuff was coming out. True, so true, true. Yeah. That's how we were, you know? Yeah. But enough about it. Yeah, that's it. So basically, we're, we're getting old. Uh, we're getting bold, mm-hmm. you know? We're just calm as we see us, and I'm sorry. True, There's true, no true. time for, uh, for, for messing around. It's time for some Green Day news. Today, we've only got really one, one uh, story, I believe. Um, but, oh, it's but, a, but it's a, a big one. It's a big one. Mm, she's a big girl. On, uh, on the 16th, uh, Green Day finally fucking dropped. Finally. It took like months. And they finally dropped a third single. Uh, titled Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. It's accompanied by a, uh, a music video, an interesting interesting music video. And uh, I got to say, Chris, I don't know about you, but I, I really like this single. I can't believe I'm saying it, but this is definitely my favorite one so far. And, and it's given me hope for this, this upcoming album. Dude, I can't. I I also can't believe I'm saying it. I think you're right. Oh shit! I really oh, was shit. stoked on this. Wow. Just first, I, I mean, there's a lot of little things I want to gush about, but initially, I'll just say the video I think is the best they have had in years. I agree. I know. I agree. There's a part of it that's a little old man. Hey, kids, get off your phone. And I understand if that kind of makes some people roll their eyes, but <laughs> I, I don't think if you. I, I've watched it several times now. Yeah. The the message is really more how interconnected we all are and how much we're kind of lying to each other through our phones. You know. True. And, yes. Yeah. And the song's really just kind of about like everyone's a star, and it's kind of sarcastic, mm-hmm. you know. It's like mm-hmm. with you know with this phone, with you, know, you, you can you can all pretend you're self important, you know, self aggrandizing, and, and that you are the celebrity. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and so much so that even in the video, the guy driving his car like literally runs into Billy Joe. Yeah, he's not. He's like, and he's like, road. Billy Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's a running theme. But the video wasn't all shot on a green screen. It wasn't all black and white and bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was like the the three guys doing what they did best, and I think their late '90s to mid 2000s videos. I agree. Where yeah, they're on actual sets, dressed up in actual costumes. Mm-hmm. You know, having fun. Yeah, goofing off. They're Mike goofing being off. The security guard. Yeah, Trey yeah, yeah. is the uh, news reporter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy stumbling around the streets like they were. Like adorable and fun. I know. It was a a video I enjoyed watching. It looked like they were having fun. It was clever. It was yeah. It was just all around is enjoyable. I I was pretty surprised, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was. I was too. You know, the father of all video was kind of very American idiot ish. Yeah, it was. You know, and it was. It was fine. It was. It was fine. But this is something I actually enjoyed rewatching. I Mm -hmm. thought it was clever and fun in the way the best Green Day videos are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, onto the song itself. Right. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I, you know, I've only listened to it, I think, uh, twice now. So, you know, I don't, don't have a whole lot to, you know, details to go into. But I just thought the energy was really fun. Um, the melody, like, really caught my attention. And uh, I don't know, it just didn't seem uh, quite so fake or, like, you know, buzzwordy, like we were talking about recently, like where they're just trying to throw in as many words that are like edgy, sort of, you know? 
Um, and I would say that it does have those still, but a little they're bit, actually yeah. to, used to great effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And in the way the best Green Day lyrics are, mm-hmm. is they're clever, but then you they you kind of catch yourself thinking, oh, huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. You know, turning bullets into rockets mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, burning books with and bulletproof backpacks. Right, right, right. I love that series of lyrics. And then, and of course, uh, you know, the reference to the traitor in the lyric, I, I believe that's referencing Donald Trump, frankly. Oh, uh, wait, so I, yeah, I can't remember I, that lyric. How does it, what, what is it again? Like, I'm a face in the crowd, a spectator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to the lies of a traitor. I that's think something right. like that. Yeah. So, they, they said this wasn't a political album, but this song to me is chock full of, like, political yeah. messages that I'm really down with. I think yeah. it's exciting that they're putting together little rhymes, mm-hmm. you know, and like not being like holiday American idiot where they're actually full of rage, but in here kind of being a little more clever and dancey about it. Exactly. Still having that biting content. Yeah. 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 I, it's a, yeah, it's a good uh, combination. I, I would agree. Uh, did you, did you notice that this kind of felt, especially the Oh yes part mm-hmm. felt a little bit like the network. You know, I didn't think about that, but now that you mention it, I definitely get that vibe. Yeah, there's there's much more of a dance electronic feel to this. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there's a disco feel. I would right, say. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Mike's bass is front and center. I love, I love the that bass line. That's maybe do. yeah. That's maybe my favorite part of the song. Like single Matches part. You know, Billy's vocal line. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's I, awesome. I understand if a lot of fans might be turned off by this. Why do you think they would be? It is kind of dancey and poppy. Yeah, it true. It is very, I don't know, it just, it feels the hits of today, or the singles of today, I should say, are in stark contrast to the singles of 2005. True. 1995. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, they they, they keep evolving. Right, but right. as I was listening to this, and in, and in a way, as a selfish Green Day fan, where I want them to chart well, and I want them Mm-hmm. to be accomplished and I want their projects to be well received you know yeah, as yeah. a fan I did I was like I was going like oh I could see this on the radio oh yeah definitely up up against a lot of of these other uh top 40 tracks and I was like yeah. this is catchy dancey simple really easy to sing along to yeah and and what I love is that they had some they still maintain some green day attitude and right. uh and a few thoughtful lyrics mhm yeah, I could definitely see this uh, see this playing on the radio. Um, I could definitely see this becoming like a, a well known song for sure in the the general populace. Um, I want to see them play it live, and I want it to become a radio hit. I do Those too. Are the two things I want. I do too. Yeah, yeah. and and you know, but most importantly of all, it just makes me really excited for the album because I think you know if if at least some of the songs are like that, I'm going to be pretty happy. I agree. It's it is it is a change in sound, but I think Green Day is always best when they try something drastically new. Exactly. I think I think Father of All the the single as well as Oh Yeah have showed that, and yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, and I, and I like uh, Fire Ready Aim as well. I think that the full album might be a, end up being one of the most listenable Green Day albums, possibly if this trend continues, mm-hmm. where you can just throw it on and it's just punchy hit after punchy hit, right? You know them fucking around with this new sound, but overall an album that's like very enjoyable for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, things can change, but so right now I'm actually feeling optimistic about it. This could be really cool. Same, same. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, highly recommend y'all uh, check this out. Um, check out oh, the video. Yeah. Check out the video. It's sick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, but now yeah. on to, to matters. Oh, yeah. Now on to, <laughs> oh, yeah. On to matters of, oh, yeah, matters of state. Mm-hmm. It's time to get back to business. This week, we're talking about uh, another transitional period. Of, we were talking about how Green Day is kind of in a transitional period right now. Right. Uh, let's flash back to 2012. Green Day was, you know, once again entering a, a transformation. Uh, we're talking, of course, about the first of the trilogy of albums they released, mm-hmm. uh, which is Uno. Exactly. To figure out where we were uh, during this period, we got to ask the question, where were you? Where were you? Oh, boy. Um, so, Colin, Colin Brady, where yeah. were you uh, circa 2012, around September, mm-hmm. uh, late September, when Uno first came out? You know, this was uh, this was the beginning of my senior year, senior year of high school, I believe. Um and I remember being incredibly excited that this was about to come out. And I, I heard that there are three albums, and I thought, well, that's pretty wild, but like maybe they're going to just <laughs> fucking kill it on all of them. You know, I, I was really, mm-hmm. I was really uh, hopeful, I guess. And we'll get into how that ended up playing out. But uh, yeah, Uno came out, and I was, I was reasonably happy with it. And I think with the, well, well, we'll get into it when Dose and Trey come along. But, um, but yeah, basically, I was in high school. Talked about it with some of my friends uh, there, and and we were all we were all just very excited about it. Um, they were still sort of on the forefront of people's minds at the time. I would say, yeah, yeah. I think I think it, since it, then, since then, they, their popularity has has taken a nosedive. But but uh, yeah, at the time, they were still you know on top of the world to a certain degree. Yeah, they were still a viable option, and they I mean, in the, as they are today, by the way, one of the biggest rock bands in the world, mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, Green Day goes on tour and everyone comes. They sell that shit out. Exactly. So not, exactly. Yeah. Uh, even if you didn't like their latest album, the, you know you're going to hear enough hits. The, yeah. The whole series of hits. The yeah. That catalog is amazing. I yeah. know. I know. Yeah. And their concerts are just awesome. Obviously. Anyway, Chris. Yeah. Where were Where were you at at the uh, at the time? Man, I was in a rough period at this time. It was It was a real uh, sea change for myself as well. Okay. I was at school. I had started college at Notre Dame Dana Mer, which mm-hmm. was this school I ended up dropping out of uh, as a theater major of mm-hmm. all things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just had a, a breakup with with my high school girlfriend. And that and I was I was all kind of messed up from that. Right. And uh, I brought my acoustic guitar to uh, school with me. It was like the only possession like I had that I really, you know, had the space to take. And so it was my guitar. I loved it so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. And I was playing all the time because I was like depressed and in my room, I wasn't making friends. And I was just, so I was just holed up in my little dorm there, just learning and playing m- more and more guitar all the time. Right. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. And it basically, I, one day, you know, like a month or so after I got there, I had reached for it on my bed and I it was leaning against it and it just knocked off and it fell right clean off my bed and smashed the head off oh just the wood just broke clean and i like cried like i had lost a brother oh god i'm sorry it was really pathetic and horrible it was like so all these things were happening that felt like heartache personified Mm -hmm. you know yeah is this your black your black acoustic guitar this is my black acoustic. i remember that thing that's just that's a sweet thing i love that guitar it was great I know. Yeah. It's a classic look. It's the classic Johnny Cash look. I love, right. love it dearly. Mm-hmm. I still have it, the broken two pieces up in my closet <laughs> somewhere. You think you're going to fix it one day? One day I'll get it fixed, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Listen to me. Uh, but 
I I walked from I didn't have a car I didn't have access to anything really I I was this in this very small school tucked away in the bay uh, near San Francisco and I walked the two miles to the nearest shopping mall place anywhere that there was civilization near our school mm-hmm. uh, to a Walmart of all things I'm not I'm not proud to say it but I had to okay um oh it probably wasn't a Walmart huh because they wouldn't have been carrying this so it was a Target. Okay. Okay. Is this because of the parental discretion thing? I think I'm realizing. Yes. Yeah. Green Day kind of said, "Fuck you, Walmart." So never mind. It was a Target. People rest assured. But I went to Target. I got the CD. It was like raining as I walked the two miles back. I got in my room. I popped it in. I listened. And I, as I was listening to it, I was just like, "Oh, so everything, everything you love, like dies, and you are alone." (laughs) It was a terrible, terrible feeling. Oh God. In hindsight. I don't think the album's actually that bad. Yeah, I actually agree. It just wasn't. And then Billy had his meltdown. It felt like yeah. a lot of things happened at once, and that kind of overshadowed the album in many ways. Right, But right, I did, right. it was, I just remember it was the feeling of of being like, my favorite band released a CD, and a new CD, and it's not my new favorite, like my favorite new album. Right, you know, which right. Which with, with, with Green Day up to that point had been true. Yeah, yeah, was I believe Green that. It was my favorite. 21st Century Breakdown was my favorite. Mm-hmm. And and then and then Uno came out and I just you're thought, like oh, no way no. it cannot compare yeah. yeah yeah and again we're gonna get into it in a second I I I thought it was too harsh yeah too yeah. harsh on it at the time and and I think maybe your expectations are a bit different because you you just had all like two rock operas right in a row and you know Uno is just not it's just like a collection of songs really. It's decidedly a pop album. Yeah, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly. So you just have to change your perception. Yeah, and that probably leads us to our albums of the week, right? Yep. Let's for do Uno. it. Yep. So in February 2012, Billy Joe announced that Green Day uh, was gonna in the studio. They were recording new material, and he said that we are at the most prolific and creative time of our lives. This is the best music we've ever written, and the songs just keep coming. Instead of making one album, we are making a three-album trilogy. Every song has the power and energy that represents Green Day on all emotional levels. We just can't help ourselves. We are going epic as fuck. <laughs> so I think the, the phrase epic as fuck was used like too many times throughout this, this whole album trilogy. I, I remember just hearing yeah. that said over and over and over. Both epic and fuck. You know, we mm-hmm. can cut down a couple of them. Yeah. 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 And so I think there is this sense of uh even though they're not doing a rock opera, they are still being very uh, grand, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. They are. They are. Just and, in that press, you know, that that quote there. Mhm. That's a that's a cocky motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I mean, ridiculously. You know. I don't I don't know <laughs> if he has the right to be that way. <laughs> In uh, in hindsight, but you know it, it, it makes sense. He's coming off American Idiot and Twenty First Century. He he thinks he's the shit. They think they're the shit. Well, I should say they do. And I'm fine with everyone being stoked on their new thing. You know, I think they should be. I wouldn't respect an artist who wasn't. Yeah. But just the part where he says every song has the power and energy that represents Green Day on all emotional levels. Oh yeah, I feel like, Billy, come on. That's just not true. You know, that's Obviously. just a lie. Yeah. And and by the way, they don't have to like that. We're not requiring that of you. But like that's. Why say that? Why lie? Why lie? You know, some of these songs are just yeah. little standards. You yeah. know, it's not. It's fine. Yeah, if, and, if, and and kind of it speaks to the intention of the album mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, and and Billy told Rolling Stone 
that, yeah, like you said, Uno is different than the 21st century American idiot because it's not a third rock opera. Mm-hmm. He was saying that this was going to be a very intentionally punchier power pop. Mm-hmm. And he quoted kind of being like ACDC or early Beatles. Right. And ACDC is kind of a new addition to that mix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say Green Day has always usually been more Beatles than ACDC. I would agree. ACDC is a little, little bit harder than uh, their typical stuff. It's like party rock. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. that's kind of what this album is trying to be. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so I, basically, in case uh, listeners aren't aware, they, uh, they wrote a few songs, they just kept coming, and Billy basically said, you know, should we make a double album? No, no, that's too much. Um, then more songs came, and he basically sh- he sprung it on a uh, Trey and Mike that, you know, what if we do just like Van Halen had a you know one two and three? What if we do Green Day one two and three and have our faces on the covers? So that was that was basically a big idea. Yeah, that was that was swing. their their big um, I don't know what you want to call it brilliant gimmick I guess I don't know it felt like a gimmick to me but anyway they uh, they decided it is a little gimmicky and I remember them talking about like. They said, like, oh, is this, uh, does this count as three albums on your record contract? You know, oh, like, how's the, how's the record company I view see. this? Are you trying to burn through your con? You know, like, some yeah. people thought that. And then I remember, like, in the thing, Billy laughed and he's like, oh, no, this is counts as one album. Our record company was very clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, funny. this was purely out of them, like, this was them pushing themselves to do this. Yeah. For no other reason than just to release a mm-hmm. you know, fuck ton of music, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, exactly. Which honestly, like, I kind of, I kind of respect the attempt. To be fair, you know, it's it's interesting, it's novel, relatively novel, and uh, yeah, so I, I respect it for that. But anyway, so they they released Uno Dos and Trey, and they had uh, Billy, Mike, and uh, Trey's faces on on each of the covers, respectively. That's right. And speaking of uh, band members' faces, mm-hmm. the f- film about these is called Quattro, and it includes Jason White's face on it because, 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 Colin? Because he's an official member. Oh, he became an official member of the band prior to the recording sessions. Okay, yes. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, So, like, sorry. this was the first session, or, mm-hmm. you know, the recording of these albums where Jason was in studio with them the whole time. Right. As a full member of Green Day getting writing credit on the shit. Mm-hmm. And so even though they did Uno Dos Traits, your three classic guys, they released the documentary about the making of these albums, which I imagine we'll review sometimes later in our Cinema Masters series. Oh, of course. They included Jason's face on that as the right. fourth member of Green right. Day at the time. As we've mentioned in the past, that did not last. Mm-hmm. He uh, left as an official, returned to being a touring member rather than left in 2016. And then, and then you know, and, uh, the, we'll talk about the uh, legacy mm-hmm. more as we get into it. But Uno received generally positive reviews, actually, mm-hmm. at the time. Yep. It is a 67 out of 100 on Metacritic. So, you know, that's not that's great. So, so. Yeah. But it's, it's certainly not terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with that. <clears throat> it was number two, U.S. Billboard 200 with the first week selling 139,000 copies. Not too shabby at all. Not too shabby at all. Not too shab. Yeah. Not too shab at a. Yep, and yeah, and, and, and charted all over the world. A lot of countries that love Green Day, you know, mm-hmm. bought this album. Yep, wasn't a failure by any means. 
One thing that's interesting, though, as far as reception is Rolling Stone ranked at number eight on their year in top albums list. That is so fucking unbelievable. I don't get that. Come on. I know. Right? It's just obviously not true. Like, who are they trying to pander to when they did that? I know. And that felt, that felt a little weird. Anyway. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. I yeah. think one, one incredible, hilarious story attached to this whole thing is uh, soon after the, the release, Green Day played at the iHeart Music Festival. And I, I imagine most people, even if you're not into Green Day, probably heard about this at the time. This was a big tabloid was, story. Yeah, this was a yeah. This was gossipy for sure. I remember I remember watching the whole thing go down from my dorm room and just being like, God damn it. Were you did you watch it live or no? I, I didn't watch it live, but just like the minute it happened, yeah. there was all these news stories and the videos of it and people yeah. reacting. And it was just like I mean, yeah, I felt like a bunch of uh, people felt it was a good time to take a swing at Billy. Yeah, which you exactly know, was hard to watch as a Green Day fan because essentially what happened, you, everyone probably knows the story. But the iHeart Music Festival in promotion, this was right before Uno came out. Mm-hmm. Billy was really upset that they gave him the flashing light counting down like he had a minute left, two minutes left, whatever. And 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 he went on this rant, and it's kind of infamous now saying. I've been around since fucking 1988. If you're going to give me one fucking minute, you're going to... I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking 1988. And you're going to fucking give me one minute? You got to be kidding me. I'm not fucking Justin Bieber, you motherfuckers. You got to be fucking joking. (laughs) And then he smashes his shit. He smashes his guitar all over the stage. And Mike joins in. Yep. And and Trey throws a drummer. You know, they they all go ape shit. But it was kind of fucked up. I, I do think it's interesting that that Trey and Mike just decided to join him on that. Like that's some real camaraderie, right? I there. love it, dude. Those are I love that they're his brothers. Yeah. And the Rolling Stone piece about it, I think Mike even like is quoted as saying like, mm-hmm. "That was that was really fucked up." As I was watching it, like I agreed with everything he was saying. Yeah. But I just knew that he was totally wrecked. And yeah. I was like concerned about my friend. You know, like yeah, so was, yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna smash the, I'm gonna smash my base with you. But like we're having a fucking talk after this, you know, like right, yeah. We can't keep going on like this. Yeah, it's and, and then so of course that that led to Billy having to check himself into rehab. Rehab, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and kind and of admitting there was a problem with pills and uh, exactly, exactly, and, you know, had been going on a while. Yeah, and and our uh, our listeners may remember that we uh, in our previous episode we covered uh, American Idiot, the Broadway version. Um, and the director from that, Michael Mayer, told Rolling Stone at the time that Billy Joe was the most functioning addict I've ever seen in my life. And then said, <laughs> it seemed to go in phases as opposed to being a constant thing. He was not like he was drunk or on drugs all the time, but he'd go into these meltdowns occasionally and it became harder for him to recover. So basically it sounds yeah. like it's just getting worse and worse for, for, I would imagine, a long period of time. And like we all and, know and that that's, he's, kind of, he's kind of trashy. He's always been kind of trashy, you know? Yeah, well, like, you know, he's always, and he's sung songs about, uh, you know, in the 90s even, about alcoholism and and kind of feeling the need to, you know, at least limit the drinking and, and the drugging. You know, he's always acknowledged. And I like that's why he's a, he was a rock star you could look up to, because he'd be like, yeah, I'm all, like, I, but I, he's not like a self-aggrandizing or making it seem really cool. He yeah. always sings about it very, you know, at least in the songs generally, with some sense of caution. You know, yeah, yeah. That this shit will get you fucked up. True, you know? true. Yeah, he's always aware of, of the negative side for sure. Yeah. So so I've always, you know, but you always kind of assume, yeah, he is having that struggle. 
in yeah. some way. Yeah, true. But the thing is, like, he's he's a magnetic performer. He, yeah, it's kind of what Michael Mayer said there was perfect. He's the most functioning addict I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. Where it's like, yeah. even if you know, there was I, I saw him once uh, in San Diego, uh, and it was just clear he was like, he was like, oh, I'm really feeling it tonight, guys. Oh God. And like, yeah, he's stumbling around the stage, but he was still such a fucking goddamn good show that mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, you know. This, it's part of his uh, thing. You know, like, as long as he seems healthy, he, you know, looks all right. Yeah, as long as you he know, can keep seems, it in it check. It always seems like he had it yeah. in check. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I hope he still does. But I, I just, I included the Michael Mayer quote there because I think it's interesting, that, you know, mm-hmm. like, even during the process of the Broadway musical, which, you know, was a couple years before this, before Uno. You know, it's other people working with him saying that this was yeah, an issue. Yeah, he was already having these issues. Uh, or at least, you know, maybe not interrupting their working relationship, but acknowledging it, you know. Exactly, yeah. 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 And, For sure. And, you know, and, and that's that's with respect to Michael Mayer. Sorry we went so hard on the whole thing last week. But <laughs> also, whatever, not really. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, should we should we uh, head on over to the? I, I'm uh, not going to say that being on Broadway was probably not great for Billy's drug problem. Yeah, well, that. But maybe I'm maybe I'm saying that. It sounds like you're saying that, and and reasonably yeah. so, probably. Um, I just imagine that's really hard on your health. Yeah, and playing Saint Jimmy, I think, is almost feels like a license to go party every night. Yeah, yeah. Because you're um, living the part, baby. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, don't, definitely don't want to be a Saint Jimmy. Trying to be just suburbia. Let's anyway. jump away from this. This is this is entering the new phase. Yeah, we're talking about Uno here, first of the trilogy. This is uh, what's supposed to be the power pop lead up to the party, right, Colin? This is the intro to their their trilogy. Yeah, that's right. And the album kicks off here with track one, Nuclear Family. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, I, I really like this track. I think the intro is, is pretty straightforward and good. Um, the bass is like pretty sweet, especially the solo partway through. I completely agree. Yeah. I think this is a solid pop punk song. Yeah. Really catchy. I really love this song. Yeah, I, I do It's a great too. entrance to the album. Can I pitch something to you? Please. Please do. Please? Please. please. Okay. Desperately. Right. Wind up for the pitch. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Nuclear Family should have been the lead single. Ooh, that's a big statement. I think, honestly, I think if that had been the first single, we'd be looking at a different reception overall to at least to Uno. I think I, you know? th- I think I agree with you only because, not because I like it more than um, Oh Love, which is the actual lead single. That was the first single, which is actually the last song on the album. Exactly. Yeah, so not because I like Oh Love less. I actually do like Oh Love more, probably. Interesting, but I do think Nuclear Family is a lot more representative of the album in general, and just their vibe with the trilogy too. You know, and I think Oh Love think is, fast... is kind of a standout without any yeah. other similar songs. Well, I'll pitch something else when we get to that one, but okay. I'll just say with this one, I think it would have been a great lead single. I think it's very fast, dancey, catchy, but still feels kind of Green Day. Doesn't yeah. feel too too poppy. You know? Yeah. I think this could have been a radio hit. Mm-hmm. I do think they made the mistake of thinking uh, they had enough room to release five to seven singles like they did with American Idiot and right. 21st Century. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, they're like, oh, the third single will be our best song or something like that. I think you just need to do the top one at the top to get people's interest. Yeah. Especially at the time. 
Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I I've agree. I've got nothing but good things to say about yeah. this. And Although about, I will say uh, the lyrics, I'm I'm not sure what he's talking about in this song. To be fair, do you? Well, I, I believe he he was talking about like changing. You know, essentially, this is <laughs> Green Day's version of uh, the times they are a changing. Um, <laughs> okay, but it's it, you know, it's, it's, can you hear the sound coming over the hill? Okay, uh, yeah. You know, start time to run. It's running for the kill. Whatever. Yeah. You know, it's the idea of we used to be hunted on the hills, and now. I don't know. The world's changing and the nuclear family is like no more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's about it's about the crazy times we live in, ain't it? Yeah. 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 Fair enough. All right. But more than that, I think it's catchy and yeah, it's fun. Exactly. I think that's the most important part. Track two here. Oh, Colin Baby, I wish I could I could make you stay the night. Ugh, I wish I could I too. I wish you didn't have to leave. I wish I could leave too. Me here on the cold. <laughs> This uh, is the second song, and it was what is it? The third single or second single? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't. Was it a single? Are you sure? Let's see. I don't think it was a single. Yeah, no, it wasn't a single. Shit, you're right. This wasn't a single. I guess they they did release a live video of this. Ah, that, uh, that is true. Made me think it was a. Uh, that is a true. Single. You're right. You're right. Pardon me. Okay, well then, pardon me, this should have been a single. I agree, okay. I agree. It's hard for me to, yeah, I don't know. I, I like this song. I like this song. I kind of go back and forth on it a little bit. I, I like this one a lot. But I think lyrically, I, I really like this song lyrically. I think it's it's straightforward and nice. just, it's sweet. It's cute, you know? But it's also, this hook feels huge. It's one of the hooks that makes you feel like, have I heard this before? Mm. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It feels classic yeah. the minute you hear it. I get that, yeah. I, I, I thought this is grand pop punk. This is a, I, I thought I like this direction for Green Day, frankly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have my own thoughts on the production of this album. I think the guitars are a little weak, mm-hmm. frankly. I'm not, you know, Rob Cavallo did do this one. Cavallo! Cavallo! And I think, Rob Cavallo! Uh, and I do think it, it's a little tamer mm-hmm. in its guitars. And I think there's a lot of complaints about it sounding too polished for okay. people. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you, are you saying... Um the actual like music itself or do you think the way it was recorded is that what you're saying um i guess i would say there's a the, the mastering mm-hmm. and the mixing okay the i feel like the bite is gone from the guitars i mm-hmm. think they could feel bigger you know yeah 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 they feel a little too compressed and same thing with billy's vocal i think it sounds a little thinner yeah, and, and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's his fault. When he sings live, he's very powerful. I think it was, I think everything was a little too compressed, a little too pop radio friendly. I think it would have gone a long way to let the guitars, I don't know, have a little more presence. Yeah, with the with the more the fans who enjoy the punk side, right? Things more, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that because I agree these songs are a little, mm-hmm. yeah. Like if you listen to this next to like an American, the American idiot. Oh yeah, it's riff. it's nothing, it's nothing. Yeah, um, that's but, true. But that said, I think "Stay the Night" is a great, a great power pop, yeah, know, rock song. I think it's pretty good too, and I enjoy the bridge too. It's sort of it's sort of straightforward, but something about it is is appealing. Um, bridge is great. Yeah, I, I think this sounds like a classic song. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that wasn't actually a single. Really should have been. Yeah, it probably should have. I, I agree. Um, and yeah, the singles will come across as we continue here. I think will kind of strange choices, to be fair. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, speaking of strange choices, <laughs> we gotta seize the day. Am I right? <laughs> Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Not a fish. <laughs> this is track three here. Carpe diem. And mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up with you, dude. I'm not too into this song. I have nothing to say about this song. Like, it's it's so boring, you know? It's, I don't know what to say. I, I you know, I don't even I, have I mean, anything I, I, I desperately dislike about it, but it's just so boring that I do kind of really dislike it. I think this is the first one where we encounter a problem that plagues the trilogy mm-hmm. is that when you write 37 however many songs they wrote for this yeah you know green day have written that many songs in the past before and then they narrow it down yeah exactly and really focus on a handful and so i just feel like there's several uh parentheses many songs <laughs> that are kind of half baked i agree you know yeah and if you took the time to narrow it down and then focus on like 12, 14, 15 tracks, whatever. Yeah. You can get them really at a place where they're interesting and dynamic Mm -hmm. and focused on a different sound and pushing a new direction. Exactly. But these all kind of sometimes feel kind of directionless. Exactly. Pointless. Yeah. So where it's, it is a competent song. It is a catchy song, but it's not one that I want stuck in my head. I just don't care about it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's got nothing going for it, in my opinion. Um, and I, I do think it'll be fun, uh, maybe after we finish Trey, to go back and talk about what songs we would say if there's one album. You know, what? Yes. What is I, I think everyone who's talked about the trilogy has done that, and, I, and we should be no different. Exactly. Because I, I completely yeah. agree. Let's follow the herd. There is a good album in here somewhere. There is. There's actually a pretty darn good there's album. A, yeah, there's a, a very really good yeah. pop punk classic, but we need some new artwork and we need. Yeah, different track list. Exactly. You know, we need yeah. to cut a few. Definitely. Uh, I mean, cut like two thirds, basically. <laughs> you know, sometimes I uh, I feel like you know uh, a grandma. Who, oh, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw where you're going with that. Um, I feel like a like a old uh, dad who who got divorced after his third kid went to college. You know. Wow, was that much better than your original? The beer belly. (laughs) I don't know. You let yourself go. Okay, here we go. Track four. This is is Let Yourself Go, track four. (laughs) This was a single. Mm -hmm. Which The third single. Which I... I don't know. Again, I just don't understand why this was a single. This is... It's a fine song. Again, it's like pretty boring. Um... I don't really think it has anything going for it. It's really fast is what it is. Like, I think maybe they like it because it's fast or something. But Yeah, this one does have a little bit of the, the vintage Green Day rage to it, yeah. man. Yep. And I get that. I actually like this song more than a Carpe Diem or something. Because okay. it does offer something visceral, at okay. least more, on this album. Yeah. But, yeah, it is an odd choice for the single because I think it, it does the... Green Day repeats the same line four times as a chorus, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and, and they've done it in the past, and I think they do it increasingly, especially in this album trilogy. Yeah. And I, I, I think they've got really cool hooks on this album on songs that aren't singles. And I, this is such a weird choice. I know. I wouldn't I, even cut it, because I, I like a good anger song. Okay, yeah. I, you might cut it. I wouldn't cut it, but, yeah. but I just yeah, I don't like it as a single because the it's, the hook is so. Bleh. It's boring. It's boring. It's it's lazy, frankly. Yeah, it is. Um, you know that that you know you might go, hey, you're you're getting on Green Day for just doing something that they've done before. Yeah, that's not fair. You know, you used to like it, now you don't like it. Well, how do you guys like track five then, huh? Ooh. Kill the DJ. 
Now this this one I think That's what you uh, might be saying. I think this is one of those songs that everyone either loves or hates. You know, there's no middle ground I think with you're this right. one. This uh, is a dividing line. Yeah, it is. I'll say I I actually like it. I think it's novel as hell. Like this this is one of the most inventive songs of the entire trilogy for sure. Um, I mean, can I be can I be frank with you? Please, please. I don't want to be Chris with you. I'll be frank with you for a second. Oh, my <laughs> right. name's Frank. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Let me be truthful with you here, okay? Yes, please. I really, really like this song. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. I'm into it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was the second single. Yep. Which I think is fair. I think that's fair. That's fair, but I just, again, I do think they were throwing a lot of curveballs at Green. I understand why a (laughs) lot of people kind of fell off at this album. They're like, it's not Green Day anymore. Because if you you heard Oh Love and really liked Oh Love, this like slow, you know, kind of classic rock feeling song. Yeah. And then the next singles Kill the DJ, you're just getting jerked all over this. Yeah, you're pretty confused. Uh, Which is, you know, which is fine. But I think Green Day was was asking a lot of people. Uh, to even care about more than one single, you right, know, um, right. you need to hook them right away. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, but I agree. Kill the DJ's novel as hell. Yeah, it's a dance song. Yep. Um, and and Billy even said that he has a quote here saying it's straight up dance music. It's four in the floor rhythm. Mm-hmm. So you know he was aware of kind of trying something new here, just yeah. like he is today. And and then yeah. of course uh, there's a lot of uh, f bombs in this album, particularly this song. The hook yep. is "Kill the fucking DJ, kill the fucking DJ," <laughs> and and that also is a little violent. Frankly, it's shoot him till this motherfucker's yeah. dead, yeah. you know, or until his mother hold him underwater till the motherfucker drowns. Right, right. And, and Billy had to clear this up to MTV News. He said it's not literal. I guess obviously, right? It's more <laughs> of a metaphor for information overload. <laughs> but of course, it's also kind of about Green Day competing. For the charts with what at the time was like dubstep and uh, Skrillex true, and, and you know true. all this electronic music where DJs right. were the new rock stars mm-hmm. and, and I'd say 2012 was the height of of that revolution you know mm-hmm. yeah or maybe a couple years after but still it's it I, I like it it's him kind of at least trying to keep on stay on the pulse of things right 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 yeah I kind of forgot that that was the context of the time actually that that um like you said yeah basically dubstep and, and dance music and edm or whatever was was all the rage yeah. at the time yeah and that i mean it's i think mike even said about this one he's like we've always gotten to grooves and things like that so like mm-hmm. any reference when i come around and brain stew mm-hmm. and i agree those are those are kind of dancey songs they have a rhythm, a little bit like, yeah this is, the, this is the first time it's like full-on dance music but true with like a green day attitude right 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 and little fun fact here how many <laughs> f words do you think there are uh i i feel like i'm cheating because uh, I, I okay. Well, yeah. let's just say it then, huh? It's yeah. twenty. It over, says, tw- over twenty. Times. Over twenty. Over twenty. Shit. <laughs> and and Billy said about this, which is, and this is also like a lot of the interviews he gave around here, uh, you know, in promotion of this album were before he checked into rehab, and mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, I do get the sense that he was a little spacey. Oh, definitely. He was talking. He, he said about the the swearing on this album. He said, "Oh, the f bombs are on there." He said, someone pointed that out to me the other day. I didn't even realize, as we've always had that before, Nimrod was like Tourette's. <laughs> but, but we have to see what happens. I'm pretty sure there will be an edit like Kill the Gosh Darn DJ. <laughs> Which I thought is hilarious. That's super but, fucking funny. But uh, if you are to listen, if you listen to this whole album, you know, all the way through, there's an alarming, this is, I, if I recall the fact correctly, was the most swearing on any Green Day album. Mm-hmm. I can believe is, that. Uh, That's saying something, but I can believe that, yeah. Yeah. 
Is that is that yeah. like per capita, like per song, basically, or is that like total? Like I think the it's album? overall. I think it's your that's total. really you saying something because this is one of their shorter albums too. Yeah, you know? but the hook, some like yeah, exactly. Kill the DJ. The hook is just fuck. So yeah, yeah. Every time you yeah. And, and by the <laughs> way, I, I might be a hypocrite. I know Kill the DJ is a repeat the same line four times mm-hmm. chorus. I mm-hmm. just think the music behind it is more interesting. I enjoy exactly. them taking that exactly. experiment. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think Kill the DJ would feel that out of place on the new record, Father of All Motherfuckers, based yeah, it, on the stuff we've heard so far. I agree, I agree. It seems like a dance album. Well, semi-dance album, for sure. And, and honestly, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I, I Maybe people don't agree, but I, I, I like Kill the DJ. I do too, yeah. This next one is back to pure pop, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Yeah, it's it's absolute just pop punk. The image of pop punk, you hey, know. Remember that time we were walking on the beach, and then you threw a banana peel in front of me, uh, and I fell for you. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a great one. Here's although, Drexa. although Drexa. I can't, I can't picture slipping on a beach. Anyway, yeah, it's true. Banana and the same would actually become quite chorus. <laughs> Maybe have some uh, exfoliating properties to it. It could. It could. Ooh, sandy yeah. banana peel. Wash it does. It does that. get everywhere, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this one we talked about most recently because Billy played it with the long shot on uh, New Year's Eve. So we referenced that just a, a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. So this is, song is still in his rotation in some regard. Yeah. What do you think of this, Colin? I honestly, I like this song. I think it's got a catchy melody. It's enjoyable. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty basic again, but it, it's I guess. I guess it's sort of like, uh, sorry, what was the earlier song in this album? Um, Stay the Night. I think it's just sort of, it's sort of cute, you know, lyrically. And uh, oh. I just think this feels a lot more basic than Stay the Night. That's fair. I, I think, I don't know, I think this could have just maybe been left in the oven a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I feel I that, think yeah. There, there could have been a little bit more in the guitar side, the instrumental side, that could make it maybe a little more interesting because it yeah yeah i actually i think that the minute you hear it i feel like i know it already it's, right and, and not in a good way and kind of like i all right get through it kind of way. You know, <laughs> it doesn't hold my interest fair enough fair enough i um, i honestly i kind of see it in a very similar light to uh stay the night and I, but i do think that the album doesn't really need both of them you know i think they're kind mm-hmm. of very similar songs like they really could have just picked one or the other and here's my pitch. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, I was just going to say, realistically, stay the night is better. So, yeah. Yeah. I might, I might go I, with Okay. That. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I would, this was my pitch for this song mm-hmm. is, would this be a good Foxborough Hot Tubs B side? You know, that's an interesting thought. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If this was recorded in the style, the eight track style of yeah. Foxborough Hot yeah, Tubs, the production. With a little more vintage feel. Yeah. Because it is, feels like a vintage, like classic kind of rock song. It does. Yeah. Like a, like a 60s dance. You know, dance at the prom mm-hmm. type song. So I think that could have been fun. Yeah, I could see Again, that. A lot of it is the production. I think it is too bubblegummy. It's too polished. And I think to that point, in 2017, uh, Green Day issued a re-release of the version of Fell for You called the Otis Mix. You know, I have not heard that. Interesting. Which amplified specific instruments and elements of the song. Mm-hmm. So I I almost think that that's kind of admitting that maybe this mix is not the absolute best. Right, right, right. Cause, yeah. Because when you listen to the remix, it's not like uh, or the re-release. Pardon me. It's not like oh, and they put an electronic drum kit in there, and like oh, they really 
took liberties with it. You know, it's not a classic remix in that way. Yeah, yeah. It's just honestly like a remaster is what it sounds like. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I should definitely I think they were like, out. we got a catchy pop song here, mm-hmm. but unfortunately it didn't catch on. Maybe we should reinvigorate it with a better mix or something right, like that. Right, right, yeah. Well, I respect that, you know, trying to correct correct some mistakes. I mean, you got to correct mistakes after there's been a loss of control. You know? <laughs> and that is our track seven here, uh, loss of control. This is another one uh, where I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm totally sold. Yeah, I think this one could easily be cut. Um, and I, honestly, I, I, th- I think the first line of this song really describes the vibe of the entire song. And, and that's, I'm taking down all my enemies because they're all so fucking useless. <laughs> you know? it's, a, it's, it's cringy. Yeah. It makes me cringe every time I hear that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty goofy. And, and I, would, I would also say the riffs, the progression, it, it isn't... It doesn't. It doesn't hook you. No, you no. know. Again, it is. It is. Uh, it's not catchy. It is. Is lightly catchy. Like and like Green Day doesn't write insufficient songs. Yeah. But you, they can just be so much better. This is really Seriously. not weak. Yeah. Green no. Day, no. You know? It's weak. And I notice a, a big theme on this is uh, this album overall, and I think the trilogy, and, and I think it's uh, a side effect of not taking enough time with these songs. Mm-hmm. Every guitar solo, pretty much every guitar solo, is just the melody line. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And there's very little attempt usually to make it anything more than that. Right. So, right. Th- that's another sign that I think you're like, oh, just spend another month writing some guitar parts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just to spice it up a little bit, add some counter melody. You know, there's just some stuff that more time would have helped. Yeah, I agree. That's that's yeah. a really good good idea, 100%. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything yeah. else to say about that track. I think it's... Uh, me neither, man. Yeah. You know, I, again, I hope that doesn't make us troublemakers. Mm-hmm. But... You know, we have nothing else to say about it. Let's move on to track eight. Oh boy, troublemaker. So, Chris, how 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 do you feel about this this track here? Well, um, I'll be honest. I, I like it more than Loss of Control. Okay. I, I think there is more driving. Uh, the instrumentals are more driving. It's more interesting. Yeah. The melody is more catchy. The melody is Whether more catchy. or not I you agree. like the lyrics. But the lyrics are the so bad. The lyrics are so bad that I I can't get past them, you know? There's there's this one yeah. line that's like... There's a verse, I should say. Hey, I like your BMW. I like your BM excellent tits with a tattoo of a pig sniffing glue. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Know. I don't know what to say past that. It's, it's just, not great, man. And, and this was a single. This was a single. Oh, this was a single? Oh, no. Oh, that is ridiculous. I mean, it was, uh, pardon me, it wasn't a single. It was released, a a version of it was released for the soundtrack, uh, pardon me, uh, for the Angry Birds Friends featuring Green Day game on Facebook. Okay. And, And Billy said, this song is about a strong desire to be naughty. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, you know, a troublemaker, in other words. <laughs> so, and, and I, and I just, yeah. Again, of course, you don't. I don't necessarily love a Green Day song being sold for an to an Angry Birds game. Yeah, that's that's pretty cringy. All it's everything about thing this that song is scream. Yeah, you know, DIY punk. But uh, that, whatever. I'm not here to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not not crazy about it. Again, this solo is uh is not. The verse, you know, Chris, it's not the verse. Yes, but it is a very lazy solo. It is. So, yeah. <laughs> so, 
I'd be happy to move along here. But it's time for pick me up. Uh, track nine. I think so. I think so. I'm I'm actually hyped for this one. Track nine is uh, Angel Blue. Um, I don't know what it is about this song, but I just think it's fucking catchy as as, as shit, you know. And it's kind of cute. Um, I what? agree with you. You do? I agree with you. I wasn't I sure do. about that actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like this one quite a bit. I, I you know, I my same comments as before. I wish the guitars were a little more present. Mm-hmm. I li- I wish it was a little more uh, gritty, but. That's fair. That's fair. I, I I think it's I think it's a fun like pop rock song. Again. It is. It's fun. It's straightforward. It's well written. I think the uh, the guitar intro um, to the song is really fun. Actually, fun. it's yeah. really fun. It's super fun. And I, I you know I'm not sure if it's the melodic line or not, but I think it's fresh. If I, yeah, I should check that out. Anyway, certified fresh. Certified fresh. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think I think all around this is a good track. Yeah, I agree, and it's, and it's again, it's like a, it's just kind of a simple love song, but it is. Billy does does a good job at those, so mm-hmm. can't complain, you know. Yeah. Speaking of sweet love songs, let's jump into track ten, which is Sweet Sixteen. Cool. This one, I also actually really enjoy the melody, similar to Angel Blue, um, and I like the whole track overall too. It's got some variety. There's some like slower parts in the verses, and then the choruses, you know, get a little more popping. And I just think it's like just dripping with nostalgia. You know, the whole thing is—I don't know. It just oh yeah, take me back there. I don't even know what he's talking about, but I'm nostalgic for whatever it is he's talking about. You know, <laughs> that's well put, man. Yes, I—I <laughs> I mean, I—I I, I hope that it's about eighty. You know, I, yeah, they, they've been together since they were so young. Yeah, I hope and so I too. I think it's you know looking back at how many years they've been together, and you will always be my sweet sixteen. Yeah, you know that's very sweet. That is I really cute. I hope yeah. it's not about somebody else, a Jesse Lacey situation where he's dating a very young girl, and it's a, yeah, an enormous scandal. Oh God! Oh God! I, it's not that. It's not that. Is what I'm yeah. saying. I'm <laughs> okay, glad okay. it's about his actual sweet sixteen, uh, eighty, <laughs> and it's it's a it's a sweet song. When I first heard it, uh, when I first listened to this album and felt so disappointed, this at the time felt like the one ray of sunshine. Again, because so I think this is, I was, is this your favorite favorite song on the album? Well, it isn't currently, but I think I was so heartbroken uh, from my high school, you mm-hmm. know, breakup that it act, this like I latched onto the sweet sixteen, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, you're right; it 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 is nostalgic even when you are sixteen. It just yeah. sounds. Classic. Yeah, so. I, I think the main the the verse it's like old days are fine, but are left so far behind from California mm-hmm. to Jane Street. I think that verse is is the what I mainly am thinking of when I when I say that. And also the melody. Oh my god! When he's like, "Kids all right," I can't go that high, obviously, but the like, kids all right, it's so. I think that line it's, is so catchy. I, it's great. It's weird, but I, like, it's just it's a good lyric. Hits the yeah. spot. Yeah, it is a good lyric. You're right. And then the, the guitar solo too is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, I'm coming out all in support of Sweet Sixteen. Hell yeah! I'll just say it. Hell okay? yeah! All right. Hey, don't use this song in a pervy, gross way. That's my only note with this. Don't be gross <laughs> with this. Song. You know what I mean? I wasn't even thinking about that until you said something. I think I think your well, mind's what, in the what, gutter there. Well, what's interesting is like when I first got this in uh, 2012, I was about 18. You know, yeah, yeah. So sweet sixteen, that was two. That's no big deal. You know, that doesn't feel creepy. 
yeah, to think yeah. about a sweet sixteen. You know what I mean? And to think about your, I your, see. your high I school see. loves. But yeah. The older you get, the more you're like, yeah, sweet sixteen. Like, just don't become, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, creep. I see what you're saying. I keep getting older. They stay the same. You know, none of that. Right, That's all I'm going right. to say. Yeah. yeah. Just use, use this song a, a well and appropriate. <laughs> That's all. All right. Good to keep in mind. You know, because you don't, you don't want to be an old rusty James perving out on these 16-year-olds. You know? <laughs> uh, that brings us to track 11, Rusty James. Mm-hmm. I should, to the literary out there, I will make a correction uh, that this song is named after the character Rusty James in the novel Rumblefish, which is an S.E. Hinton book. He was the author of The Outsiders, which is, I don't know if it still is, but was required reading in English class. Wow. Oh, I've never read that. Yeah. Oh, The Outsiders is fantastic. Is it? It's really good. Okay. I've not read this, but Billy wrote this song inspired by that character. Interesting. Which did give me a little better context for this. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, my correction there is that Rusty's 14 in mm-hmm. the album so I mm-hmm. know he's not if he had a sweet 16 that would be just fine actually that would be good for him 14 mm-hmm. year old getting a 16 year old that kid would be popular but <laughs> true 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 not not the point the song itself Colin what do you think about it I think it's boring I you know it's sort of the same as uh, man what was the other one that I was saying is super boring uh, Carpe Diem you know mm. I just think there's nothing in it that that grabs me I guess um Interesting. Yeah. How, how do you feel, I, Chris? Yeah, I agree with you. I like it more than I used to, I think. Okay. Like, when it first started playing, I was going like, oh, Rusty James, I know I don't like Rusty. Like, I had the memory of not liking it. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it started to play. I was like, oh, what do I, what do I not like about this? This is all, like, it's passable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I think the thing. Like it's the, not, it's not, there's nothing that grabs you, though, right? It's sort of just Well, I like the there. verse the most. Okay. That's the thing. Okay. Is I like the verse the most. So I think when that starts, I'm like, oh, okay. But the part where he goes, where the fuck is your old gang at? Oh, yeah. Hey, where the fuck is your old gang at, man? I, I like the talk. <laughs> I That makes as nails on the chalkboard to me. <laughs> I, God, I hate that. Oh, gosh. And, and leading into a hook that I think is very underwhelming. It's so, really not that. Yeah, it's not that catchy. That is the pain with a lot of these songs, too, is like you like parts, but it's not something you will go back and listen to because the parts are scattered in between, you know, a, a weak hook. Exactly. You know, a, a wax solo. Yeah. That could be fixed, could have been fixed. It would be, it'd be kind of easy fix, time. it seems like. Yeah. 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 Um, um, the fact that it is about this literary character makes it more interesting when he's talking about, you know, we're the last gang in town. Mm-hmm. And it's a reference to uh, the gang and the gang wars in this book uh, about, you know, street kids fighting and blah, blah, blah. Right. But he's also talking about Green Day is the last gang in town. Mm-hmm. And they've watched so many of the people they came up with fall off or break up and blah, blah, blah. And, right. And Green Day's kind of stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. So that's really, I appreciate it in a new light with that information. Okay. Yeah, I I, I get that. I wish he didn't say, where the fuck is your old gang at like that? I got that. I think I got that. Bums Thanks. me out. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair but enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Whatever. I mean, that that brings us to the last track here. Uh, oh, Love. Track 12. Oh, Love. And this is the uh, first single for him. Um, yep. And it's, it is five minutes, three seconds long. Yeah. Which is pretty long, actually, for, for this album, at least, and, and the vibe they're going for. And it, it debuted at 
Yeah, and it debuted at number one on the U.S. rock charts, which is a first for Green Day. And they're only uh, the third song. Wait, what? Sorry. Wow. Okay, sorry. This is the third song ever in history to debut at number one on the rock charts, apparently. Which is just hard for me to believe. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. I read that, I wrote that to myself, and then it sounded wrong, and I reread it on Wikipedia. Like, that's weird. That, I mean, good for Green Day. I guess. Man, I think I think I saw that it was also they, Linkin Park had done something similar. And, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. U two or something. I don't know, but but yeah, as always, Green Day can chart pretty well at first. Mm-hmm. My big issue with Oh Love was the staying power. Okay. Um, you know, and and as you can probably hear, it's it is based around one riff. Mm-hmm. It is slow. It is long, and. There isn't a, there isn't a lot of mel- melodic changes, you know. There's True. a lot of repetition, yeah. And I for those all those reasons, I think it's, it was a bad lead single. Wow. I think okay. I, I, as I said at the top earlier, I think Green Day got in this pattern where an American Idiot or, and Dookie too, for that matter, they could release four to five singles, and all of them became like household songs. You yeah. know, yeah, 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 major yeah. hits with major staying power. We hear them on the radio still today. Agreed, yeah. So I think maybe they've been a little spoiled in some instances where they feel like they have the luxury of releasing a lot of singles to be judged. Yeah. And and frankly, I, I think, and in, in maybe they're embodying this now with the new album, but at least at this time, I don't think they quite got that where I think, again, Nuclear Family or even Stay the Night could have been a much better lead single because they're right. fasty and kind of more dancey and exhibiting how Green Day is evolving mm-hmm. with the times. Mm-hmm. Oh, love kind of feels like a step back for me. That's and fair. And it's not that That's I fair. even I get that. dislike the song. I actually yeah. think it's kind of a cool closer on the album. Yeah. If it wasn't a single, I think it'd be great. Yeah, I always thought that you'd like, the, like this song. Yeah, can't, you can play mm-hmm. this uh, and sing this, can't you? On guitar? Yeah, because it's the easiest thing in the world to play. I guess. Very I guess simple the riff. rhythm. I think the rhythm is just weird. I remember trying to learn it one time, and I, I got there, but like I remember being thrown by the rhythm at first because it's sort of strange the way he strums it, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, I I, I don't have any problems with it as a composition. Mm-hmm. I, I like the little solo there. I like, you know, kind of the way that it's just very unapologetically classic rock. Yeah, but again, I don't think that's a great. That was a great choice to reintroduce themselves. You know, mm-hmm. people only have room, unfortunately, you know, casual fans, mm-hmm. casual fans only have room for one new Green Day single. That's fair. You know, mm-hmm. tw- 21st Century Breakdown, it was 21 Guns. That was the one that caught, right? Yeah, yeah. And for this one, the first thing they saw was Oh Love. Yeah. So Oh Love was played for a couple weeks on the radio, and then it just disappeared. And then all the following singles like did not chart even close to that. Right. So I think they kind of missed an opportunity to push one of the popular, right, catchy songs for right. radio play. Like again, Nuclear Family, like you're saying, yeah. Like Nuclear Family, and like I hope, like oh yeah, because <laughs> I want to see Green Day chart. I want them to do well. Of you know? course, yeah. I want them to be rewarded for their pop prowess. So mm-hmm. it's that's why I I. I speak out against Olove just because I wanted I I thought it was a bad uh, strategy to push that first yeah I think that's fair you know one thing I will one more thing I'll mention is um, that there's a music video for this song as well have you have you seen have you seen this music video Chris I've seen it yes I've seen it a couple times yes it's uh 
it kind of ruins the song a little bit for me. Um, I just try it, not to think a, about it, but it basically is just the bands playing in like a studio, basically, but with just like all these half naked to naked somewhere in between models like everywhere and like like anorexic drugged out model like yeah. everyone's made to look very uh, like trash heroiny. yeah exactly yeah. heroiny that a, should be that's a look be i adjective. like i've admitted it. i like the heroin look that's but, true that's true <laughs> but this is a bit of a bummer yeah um, no it, it just feels really slimy especially for the song you know they've they um, had to uh blur out a lot of Girls, uh, you know, the, the all the nips and tucks had to be blurred. Mm-hmm. There's like nudity, you know. There's serious nudity, and, and there's like a lot of alcohol. It's clear that everyone's just kind of drinking and partying. And yeah. Samuel Bear, the motherfucker, Ugh. came back, director of all the American Idiot videos and Bullet and Bible, and uh, a recipient of our rage. Uh, Samuel Bear <laughs> came back to work with the band that made him so big, and and do. This video and the Kill the DJ video, we should have added. Oh, yes, we should have said and, that. And this video in particular, exactly, it came out with the single, and I thought it was such a bad look for the band. I did Especially too, Especially yeah. in the context that this came out pretty much as Billy Joe had that meltdown. Exactly. And needed to check into rehab. And it just, yep. again, it, it, the, it made him look like he'd kind of gotten lost in the excess and partying lifestyle of rock stardom. Exactly, exactly. And the song wasn't so fucking catchy and good that, you know, you could look past that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> kind of to, to lead into what we're going to talk about next week, Oh Love is the last uh, song on Uno. But Billy said about this song, he said it, it kind of deals with matters of sexual tension, saying, Oh Love is kind of like leading with your heart and not necessarily your brain as much. And kind of making, maybe losing your mind and shooting a little bit more from the crotch area. <laughs> so... That that's going to kind of lead into what we're going to uh, focus, I would say, a topic, some gossip, mm-hmm. grade A goss, if you will, for our next couple episodes. For here. next week on Dose, the, yep. the next album in the trilogy, is that there were some rumors of infidelity between Billy and Eighty, uh, you know, and not on Eighty's side necessarily. So, boy, that's a really shocking thing to hear. <laughs> you're being sarcastic, aren't you? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, come on, Colin. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Too Cool for infidelity over here. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, it, uh, it's, it is kind of whack. It's sad. It, it, it came on the heels of all this rehab stuff. Mm-hmm. And AD actually really stepped up and helped him recover and was very supportive with the family. So... That's got to be know, fucking hard to do. Uh, again, yeah. we don't know the intimate details of the situation, but we'll True. talk more. That, that's just interesting. I think Oh Love and songs coming up next week are a little bit about something to consider. Billy uh, maybe had a wandering eye during oh. this time. Yeah, 100%. It's obvious. He's singing about it. I don't know why he would sing about this. Anyway. Uh, he's You know what? He wears his heart in his sleeve, wears his balls on his, uh, on his uh, pants. True. That's on that's pant leg. yeah. Could not Is have said it better myself. Yeah. That should be my heart's on my sleeve. My balls are on my pant leg. It should yes. be yeah. In any case, uh, that's Uno. Uh, Colin, do you, what would you cut? What would you keep? Do you have any thoughts? Rearrangements? Uh, admissions of guilt? You know, <laughs> I you know I think I'm going to stick with what I would cut, which is okay. Fine. The vast vast majority. Um, you know, I think I'd keep the first two tracks, Nuclear Family and Stay the Night. Uh, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah I, I really like those two. I think that's a yeah, good Yeah, those two are solid. Those mm-hmm. two are solid. I think I'd definitely trash the next two, Carpe Diem and Let Yourself Go. 
Okay, um, I would I would definitely cut Carpe Diem, but I would I would keep Let Yourself Go. I wouldn't have it as a single though. Fair enough, fair enough. I can mm-hmm. I can get behind that. Um, Kill the DJ was again, you know, it's novel. We're keeping, I'm gonna right? definitely keep that. Yeah, we're keeping that shit. Yeah, no no question about it. And then Fell for You, you know, I kind of like it, but again, I think Stay the Night is a better version of practically the same song. So I would yeah, cut I, Fell, I would I'd cut, cut Fell for You. I'd cut Fell for You. Yeah, and I'd definitely cut, cut Loss of Control and Troublemaker. 100% I'd cut those. As well. Yeah, yeah. Angel Blue on Sweet 16, I would definitely keep both of those, to be fair. Right. I would keep, I keep, I think those actually lead into each other quite nicely, too. I think so, too. Yeah, I think they're a good pair. They're a good pair. You know, yeah. I kind of like that arrangement. And it would be fun to go kill the DJ to Angel Blue to Sweet Sixteen. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, what, what I could see do, that. What would What would you do with Rusty James? I I'm Rusty afraid Pollard. I would. I'd probably cut Rusty James. I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think I would too. There are elements of the song I, you know, don't regret knowing. Right. I again, uh, if, if Green Day were to ever do an honest remix, I'd be interested in hearing, you know, sections of different songs put different places. Yes, but yeah. yeah. As is, I, I don't, I don't care to revisit it really. So that's yeah, fair, yeah. As well, and uh, I would keep O Love, but yeah, I don't know about you. I mean, to be if if I was asked on the street, I don't know why anyone is asking me Green Day, you know, questions on the street. I love you <laughs> if you do. Please do that. I'm happy to talk about that anywhere. But yeah, I, if I was asked on the street, I would cut "Oh Love." But with it, looking at the sequence of the album that we've got so far, the stuff we'd keep, mm-hmm. I think I would keep. I think it's a good closer it for is. the album. It is. If yeah. it's not a single, I think that's my biggest beef with it. With it is that let's just not have it be the single, uh, particularly the lead single. I think if not anything, the, the lead single, but I think it could be still be a single. single. That's last fair. single. I could see that. Fourth. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. But on the whole, on the whole, I would uh, I would describe this album as not terrible, but definitely not particularly good. I just think the vibe is is like super youthful and uh, and reckless or like careless, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think, Chris? I mean, I guess the weird thing. You're right. It is very youthful, kind of just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And, and that's, exactly, there's some fun to be had there, but. I don't think that it's something. I, I guess the hard thing is like if a reg, if a band that I didn't care that much about put out this record, I'd say, oh yeah, there's some really catchy songs on there that are really solid, and then there's some filler that I don't care about, but I just won't listen to those songs. You know, like yeah. it'd be no big deal. You're right, right, right. Because but this is God's favorite Green band, Day, so yeah, right. That's exactly right. Because it's God's favorite band, you kind of do expect a little more. Exactly, and, and exactly. so. Whenever we're critical of Green Day, I think it's just because we know how good they can be and continue mm-hmm. to be when they really put some thought and effort into stuff. So, right. Yeah. And, and I think that'll continue the next couple of weeks. We'll, there's songs coming up I really enjoy. Exactly. And then, unfortunately, a lot of stuff that I feel is, is filler. Uh, yeah. But, but Uno, uh, speaking to Uno, I'm realizing it might be my favorite of the trilogy, at least today. And yeah. I think it is a much more solid album than I gave it credit for. Initially, Initially. you know, uh, it it, it not being so grand in its scale helps it quite a bit. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, I agree. I I think there's, well, we'll we'll see as we get to the next few albums, but I I think it's probably my favorite in the trilogy as well. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how we'll see how that plays out compared to the rest. All right. Yeah. So that was Uno. We're gonna count yeah. Dose and we're gonna count Trey in the next couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll probably make a little listicle of the best of creating one perfect album. Ooh, I'm excited called, for that. That uh, sounds fun. Called Udo Trey, um, <laughs> and and Udo Trey will be its name. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. We do appreciate your companionship on this long road down the Green Day discography, counting down to Father of All Motherfuckers, coming out soon. Mm-hmm. We are on Podomatic. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Please like, follow, review. We're giving away some sweet-ass Hella Megator tickets to see Green Day, Weezer, Fallout Boy, next summer to the best review. If you know, Again, don't even worry about the tickets. It's all good. I, I talked to my guy. It's taken care of. We'll meet you under a bridge somewhere. It's, it's you know, it's all good. The, uh, we are on YouTube, uh, Redundant, the Totally Original Green Day podcast with some clips. You can email us at redundantgreendaypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can hit us up on Twitter where mm-hmm. we will be posting more photos of all the stupid merch we have from throughout the years, proving, you know, with authentic, stamps of authenticity. That, so that we are the Green Day fans. It's a legit, yeah, American Idiot the Musical shirt, you know? Mm-hmm, and that'd be fun mm-hmm. to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got a photo of uh, the poster from the tour we went to together, Colin, that's still on my wall at home. Oh, wow. Who doesn't I'm want impressed. to see that? What gems? I'm I know. impressed you kept it. I know. it's. We really should be putting the, the Smithsonian. You and I should. Uh, <laughs> what's the Twitter handle, my man? Uh, we are at Green Day Pod on Twitter, um, and that would be Green Day, colon, the totally redundant. Or sorry, fuck, I always do that. You keep doing this, my God. Every single episode, it's redundant, colon, the totally original Green Day podcast. We'll see you next week, and uh, in conclusion, I just gotta say, hanging out all by myself, Colin. At least I'm in good company. Love it. <laughs> And then let's get this one. You already mentioned uh, earlier, but just God. this is fun. Uh, I'll, I'll leave. You, I'll leave you the good lines. Okay. Hey, okay. I like your BMW, <laughs> Colin. I like your BM excellent tits with a tattoo of a pig sniffing glue. That is so inappropriate, Colin. Jesus Christ! You can't oh, talk that way anymore, man. God, <laughs> that's like that's some serious harassment. I don't understand what he was thinking when he wrote this line. Bye. No, your time's up, bro. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. Remember to keep it on Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. The end of it. Peace.